Amen. So, as our announcements had mentioned, uh, we are uh, in the middle of a 21-day fast, uh, a, a corporate uh, prayer and fasting. Uh, that's exactly what has taken place. And this morning, I thought maybe to give some uh, encouragement uh, and, and some enlightenment uh, to us this morning as we find ourselves in the middle uh, of our corporate fast. Uh, how many know that it's always good to get some encouragement, amen? You know, it's kind of like, like being in that, being in that race. Uh, if any of you have ever been in a marathon before, I have not. I've watched many, um, and it was very, very nice and comfortable. Uh, but if you've ever ran in a marathon, you know that uh, those, th those spots that you look for uh, is those people who have that water. I remember I did, uh, I, I think it was like a 10K. That's the most I've ever done. It was a 10K. That was a little over six miles, and, and I, I don't know if I'd ever do it again. Uh, but I remember finding those spots where someone had some water, and my goodness, I wanted to set up camp with them. I wanted to just stay there and, and, and just let them uh, uh, spoil me there and, and, and uh, get some rest. But how many know that it's in these times uh, when we find ourselves in the middle that it's a perfect opportunity, amen, to, to get some encouragement, amen, to get some uplifting uh, so that we can move forward, amen? How many, can, how many can say amen to that? Just some encouragement this morning. How many of you need some encouragement this morning? All right, all right. If you have your Bibles with you, I want you to turn with me to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 13. I want to read a verse here very quickly here, Jeremiah 29, verse 13. says, and you will seek me and find me. Who are we going to find? Amen. Amen. He tells Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, and you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you, Father, for your strength. We thank you, Lord God, for salvation. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the transformation that has taken place in our lives. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the encouragement that you are going to give us this morning, Lord. The renewing and refreshing that you know that we need. Lord, for you supply all of our needs. Lord God, you know what we need, Lord God, even more than we know for our own lives. Father, you are so faithful. We thank you. We praise you and you alone. And in Jesus' name we pray. The church says, amen and amen. How many ever been a, a, a good at hide and seek? <laughs> I think I've told this story before. I won't tell it again. But when I was young, I was really good, I, I guess, at hide and seek. There was, a, there was a time where my parents couldn't find me for a long period of time. And it didn't, it didn't end well. It didn't end well for me. Um, but I thought I was good at playing hide-and-seek. See, God doesn't play hide-and-seek with us. He doesn't, he doesn't um, put himself in a place where he knows we can't find him. That's not who God is. Instead, God says, he says to Jeremiah, he says, Jeremiah, if you seek me, you will find me. You don't need to play this game of hide and seek with me, Jeremiah.
because I'm right here readily available to you. I want to, I want to reveal myself to you is actually what I want to do for you, Jeremiah. And so you see, I don't, I'm not a God that hides. I'm not a God that you have to find. But God says, if you call out to my name, I will be there. He says, I'm always there. I'm always there. I've never left. See, this morning, we need to seek God, but not just seek him, but we need to seek him with our whole hearts. You see, when it comes to praying and fasting, this is so key because this is very crucial because you go without something to receive something else. We must seek God with all of our heart. If we are to, if we are to be uh, uh, victorious in this time, I entitled this message, and it has a double meaning to it, Think Fast. Any, anyone ever threw a ball to you and said, Think Fast? <laughs> and it smacked you right in the face? Think Fast. See, we need to set our minds on what God has called us to do as a church, uh, and that is to pray and fast. That is to seek Him. We need to have this on our minds, amen, 24-7. Especially, especially in those times of fasting, you need to have your mind set on Him 24-7. If not, you're gonna, your mind is going to be set on, on that fast food joint that's across from your job. On the way to work, your favorite restaurants. See, don't worry this morning. I won't be talking to you about food, all right? So some of you are like, oh, no, I don't, I don't need to hear this, Pastor. I don't, I don't need it to be any tougher than it already is. Don't worry. I'm here to encourage, Amen. I'm here with you. We're in this battle together, amen? We're in this fight together, and we're going to encourage one another. That's exactly what's going to take place this morning. I don't want to cause anyone to stumble. You see, fasting is a normal part of our relationship with God. It's normal. You know, when I was younger, I would think, oh my goodness, fasting... No, fasting's for the birds. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to fast. You know, let's, let's leave it to the leaders in the church. Let's leave it to the pastors. You know, they can fast and, and they can do all that. I, I, really, I really enjoy partaking in, 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 you know, what satisfies, you know, my, my, my hunger, my fleshly desires as far as, you know, you know uh, hunger for food. And I remember not really, not really thinking too highly about that, that topic. But it's something that is a key part, the Bible says, of our relationship with God. Just is, uh, so much as prayer is, right? Because prayer is communication. Uh, any, any healthy relationship has to have communication. Is that correct? Yes. And every, and every wife says, Amen. There needs to be communication if that's going to be a healthy relationship. And so we know that prayer is a, 
is a, a vital piece of our, in our relationship with God. Giving is also a vital piece in our relationship with God. But lastly, and, and don't forget, and not, and not of a smaller importance, is fasting. Fasting is something that we need to uh, have a, or partake in in our lives in a normal schedule or, or, or uh, a frequency because we need to draw closer to God. This is our time where we say, you know what, flesh, I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to feed the Spirit. See, do you want to hear the voice of God? Do you want to know Jesus more deeply? Do you want to know the direction in which God seeks to take your life in? Then you need, you need to get involved in fasting. It isn't a matter of should I. No, every believer should be partaking in it. It's a normal part of our relationship with God. See, fasting is refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. You put aside your natural desire for food for the purposes of feeding your spirits. See, in fasting, you need to remember this. And I think I have it up there. My hunger and thirst for God must be greater than my natural desire for food. That needs to be key for you to remember in your time of fasting. See, some may have an idea that fasting is just starving yourself. And rightly so, if you have that mindset, you'll never want to fast, right? No, one, no one's ever going to want to partake in starving themselves. But you must look at fasting not as a time of starvation, but as a time of spiritual feast. Amen? We, we, are, we are partaking in a spiritual feast. How many of you like that word, feast? Some of you are thinking of certain foods right now when I say feast, right? Some of you are probably thinking, thinking of Thanksgiving. Maybe, maybe Christmas. You know, maybe just any Sunday at your house. <laughs> But how many of us, when we hear the word feast, do we think of our spirit being fed? Hmm. How many of us think of feast as Bible reading? What? That's not a feast. Come on, no. Turkey is a feast, Pastor. You know, barbecue is a feast. Uh, I think of some tri-tip. I think of, oh, I, I said no food, huh? Man, jeez. That, yeah, that didn't go too long there. I need God's help too, I'm telling you. <laughs> I am far from perfect. All right, come on, no more food. But how many of us think of prayer when we think of feasting? How many of us think of fasting when we think of feasting? <laughs> that would kind of be like the opposite that, that our normal mind would think. But that's exactly what God wants you to think. 
that in your time of fasting, you are actually feasting. Amen? Someone needs to, get, someone needs to thank God for that this morning. You're, you're feasting this morning. The Bible says in Psalm 34, verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? Because when you get, when you get one taste of it, you're going to want more. Amen? You're going to want more. And when you fast for a day and you begin to see what God does in your life, you're going to want more. Amen? And when you fast for two and three and four days, you're going to see God open your eyes and you're going to want more. And you're going to want more and God's going to direct you. And you're going to want more and God's going to give you wisdom. And you're going to want more and God's going to give you discernment. And you're going to want more and God's going to give you supernatural strength. And you're going to want more. Amen? You're going to want more and more and more as God begins to direct you and as, as, as you seek the Lord. See, it brings you into a deeper, more intimate and powerful relationship with the Lord. See, I said a while back ago that I don't believe Satan is really concerned about people walking into the doors of a church. But I know, I know Satan gets alarmed and Satan gets worried when you start involving yourself in things such as this. When you say, you know what, I'm going to join in in this corporate fast and prayer. And I know Satan says, oh no, oh no, what, 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 what's going on? What's going on? We got to put a stop to this. We got to end this right now. You know, I didn't, I didn't care when he or she walked through the doors of the church, but now they're getting involved in a corporate fast. No, they can't do this. I know God's power. I know what he's going to do in their lives when they fast. We can't let this happen. You see, it takes you, it takes you from being just a Sunday morning Christian. Amen? Mm. Wow. Thank God that we don't seek to be just Sunday morning Christians. The Bible talks about three types of fast. Those three types are the absolute fast, the normal fast, and the partial fast. I don't want to spend too much time here because you guys already probably know what's involved here, but I'll just go over it once again just to refresh our memories here. The absolute fast is nothing, no food, no liquids. That even includes water, no water. That's an absolute fast. Now, this is something that, that, that you would have to decide on your own, you know, based upon, you know, if you have medical conditions, uh, uh, then, you know, you might want to seek a medical professional before doing something like this. But it is an absolute fast. You have nothing. The Bible talks about many fasts like this. And, it's, and, and just thinking about it, you would know that, that is, that's supernatural power if I'm going to live without water. That's supernatural. There's the normal fast, which consists of no food at all. However, you can drink water. And if you're going to go for extended periods of time, then you might want to incorporate maybe some broth or some juice into that normal fast. And then the Bible talks about a partial fast. This one can be interpreted in many different ways. However, it can't be interpreted 
to mean a fast between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m., if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some of you graveyard workers, you're exempt from that. Your sleep pattern is something different. The rest of us, that is not a partial fast. See, a partial fast means to give up certain foods and drinks for a certain period of time. One of the most familiar uh, partial fasts is, is obviously in the book of Daniel. There was, all, there was two, actual two partial fasts that Daniel did uh, in the book. And one was a 10-day, one was a 21-day. What Daniel and his three friends decided to do on the 10-day fast was they refused to eat the king's choice meats. They refused to eat uh, 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 even, even the sweets from the king. And I'm a, I'm a sweet tooth. But they opted to only eat vegetables and water. They did this for 10 days to prove to the king that after 10 days they would be just as healthy as the king's men who ate what the king was serving them. See, they did it to say, look, king, your food is great and all, but we don't need this to do what God has called us to do because what God has called us to do, he's also going to equip us. Amen? That's awesome. That's awesome. So David says, look, even if we fast 10 days and choose not to eat that good stuff you got in your crib there, God is still going to supply our needs. But it is not going to be like the needs that you think of, or, or, or as far as his provision, it won't be like the provision that you're thinking of, King, but it's going to be supernatural provision. See, that's the difference. When we go without this, God is going to provide supernaturally for us. He's going to sustain us. You have to remember that, that God will sustain you. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and tell him God is sustaining you. Good. Someone needed to hear that this morning. See, but whichever fast you decide on, don't get so focused on the amount of days. Don't get focused on, uh, 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 on, on um, you know, what everyone else is doing. This is between you and God. You don't need to tell anyone else even what you're doing. This is between you and God. So when we call a 21-day corporate prayer and fasting... We understand that there are some people who may do things a little different in regards to the fasting method. And that's okay. As long as you are continuing to pray for, for this time as a unit, amen, in, in collaboration as one, as long as you are with us in prayer and you are doing what you can in fasting, and putting aside those, those natural desires of your flesh, amen, you are with us. You're with us. 
But whatever you decide to do, whatever God puts on your heart, remember these two things. And I want you to write these things down. First, fasting must be combined with prayer and God's word. Very key, all right? If you are fasting without praying and reading God's word, you're not fasting, you're just dieting, okay? It's all you're doing. You know, diets are good. I'm not saying, you know, to stop it, but you need to incorporate, amen, incorporate into what you are doing prayer and God's word. Because that is key in your fasting. Second, it must mean something to you. Mm, I like that. It must mean something to you. What do, you, what do I mean by that? Well, some people might actually fast because someone told them to fast. Maybe, maybe your leader said, hey, we're going to be fasting today. Uh, um, you know, they might not say, you know, if you want to stay in this ministry, you need to fast. You know, that, that's, not, that's not God's word. <laughs> but they might encourage you, amen, to fast. And so, and so maybe, maybe you feel like, uh, you know, kind of pushed to do it, but you really don't want to do it. You need to check yourself before you get into this fasting, amen? It must mean something to you. Why? Because if it means something to you, then it means something to God. Why? Because God cares about what you care about, doesn't he? He's your father. He cares for what his children care about. He doesn't have neglected children. And so now on the flip side, if it means nothing to you, it means nothing to God. And so you can see it's very important for us that when we fast, it needs to mean something to us. What are you seeking God for? What are you, what are you uh, 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 seeking his face for? What is it that you have put aside the, the desires of your flesh to take in more of God's word? What is it that you want to see take place in your life? And you fight for it. See, once you make a decision to fast, even if it's just for one day, God sees the desire of your heart. He sees it. He sees, he sees what's going on. He sees how, hard, how difficult it is for you to do this and that you still did it anyways. He'll give you the grace. He'll give you strength to endure. Amen. And he'll give you the breakthrough that you, that you need to come to pass in your life. So let's look at the keys to victory very quickly here. The keys to victory. Number one is to neglect the flesh. Neglect the flesh. Now many of us, and just think about this when I say it, many of us do a good job at neglecting the spirit. Now, now, don't get offended before I, you know, finish what I'm saying, because I'm, I'm guilty of this too. We're all in the same boat here. Many of us do a good job at neglecting the Spirit. What do I mean by that? Well, 
how many days have you went or how many days have you went not consecutive but like day here there 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 and there without reading God's word how many days in your life have you went without praying actually praying actually on your knees seeking God where you stopped everything yet you were doing and you gave attention to God because that's communication you can't talk to God while you're watching TV right God but I can't miss my favorite football team so you're gonna have to speak to me you know maybe maybe during halftime you can speak to me God see we got it we got to devote time to God see we do a good job in, at neglecting the spirit but why is it so difficult to neglect the flesh The Bible tells us of a story. Well, actually, you know what? Galatians first. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 5 in verse 17. Galatians 5, verse 17. It says, For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. Mm. Paul makes a lot of sense here. He knows what he's talking about. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. This is why it's so difficult for you and I. Because there is a war taking place in our lives. You may not understand, but when you, but when you are hungry, and, and, and we all make decisions when we are hungry to, to uh, satisfy that hunger, amen? How do we satisfy it? Well, most of us will find, once again, our favorite restaurant. How many of us, when we're hungry, say, you know what? I just need God's word. Honestly, this is church. Don't be lying in church. How many of you say, Man, I'm starving. Let me, get, let me get some of the Bible. I'm so hungry right now. Let me just go and pray. See, our natural inclination is to say, I'm hungry, let me go get some food. Right? It's, it's lunchtime, it's dinner time, whatever time it is. My body's on a clock, <laughs> and I have to make my body happy. Whatever my body wants, he gets. God help us. God help us. Genesis 25 the Bible talks about Jacob and Esau. How Esau sells his birthright to his brother Jacob. It says here in verse 27, it says, As the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoorsman, but Jacob had a quiet temperament, preferring to stay at home. Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game Esau brought home. But Rebekah loved Jacob. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew... Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. Mm. He says, all right, but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. Esau says, look, I'm starving. I'm actually dying of starvation, he says. What good is my birthright to me now? 
But Jacob says, first you must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil soup. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. What did Esau do? He gave up his, all of his rights as a firstborn son for one meal. For one meal. You see, Esau couldn't say no to the flesh. Esau couldn't, uh, uh, didn't have the, 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 the mind to neglect the, the desires of his flesh. His mind was set on that looks good. His mind was set on that smells good. And that's what I need to nourish. That's what I need to fix this problem of starvation. See, we need to neglect the flesh. Number two is that we need to nourish the spirit. Neglect the flesh, nourish the spirit. In the book of John, chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus said to them, he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Amen? That's what God does for us. You see, in the, in the times of fasting, we know that God sharpens our minds, doesn't he? He sharpens our thinking. Why? Because you are feeding the, the, the Spirit, and, and you, are, you are seeking God. And he says that when you seek me, I will give you all that you need. And God is opening up our eyes to see how he sees. He gives us, as I said, wisdom and discernment in our lives. When you eliminate food from your diet for a number of days, your spirit becomes uncluttered by the things of the world. Amen? And amazingly sensitive to the things of God. My times of best sermon writing are in times of fasting. Why? Because I am so in tune with what God wants me to do. Why? Because I'm seeking him first, as the Bible says, I'm putting him first, and everything else, everything else falls into place. When I keep my eyes on God, and I say, you know what, you know what, my, my, my body may need this right now, and it may be asking me to do this, but I want to decide to fill myself with God's word, and God says, boom, you made the right decision. So now, I'm a, you're going to hear my voice. Now, you're going to receive direction, not only for your life, but for the church as well. And this is what God does. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about giving, prayer, and fasting. Why is that so important? Why? Because as much attention should be given to fasting as it is to prayer and giving. Number three, when you neglect the flesh and you nourish the spirit, what happens? You will see breakthrough. Amen? You will see breakthrough in your life. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 through 21 says, And when they had come to the multitude... A man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. And so I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Jesus rebuked the demon in verse 18. 
And it came out. And the child was cured that, from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Verse 20, Jesus says, Because of your unbelief. In verse 21, he says, However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. What does that mean to us this morning? You see, Jesus understood that there were supernatural things that can only be released through prayer and fasting. It could only be released by prayer and fasting. You were not going to see it otherwise. The Bible says they tried. The disciples tried to pray for him, and they didn't see the healing take place. Jesus says it's because it requires fasting, because it requires a complete focus on God and allowing him to move in the situation. You see, you will see breakthrough through fasting, amen? That's exactly what takes place. It was during a 40-day fast that Moses received the Ten Commandments. We know of Jesus' 40-day fast, how he was tempted in the wilderness. He was tempted by the enemy. What did he use to combat the enemy? I heard someone say it real low. The Word of God. The Word of God. If you are fasting without God's Word, you're just dieting. Amen? You need the Word of God. You need to fill your mind with God's Word so that when the enemy tries to attack you like the chump that he is because he is going to try to attack you during your fasting, he's probably discouraged some of you this morning. That's why God's giving you this Word this morning to bring you back. Amen? God's bringing you back. But when, when he tries to attack you, you need to give him God's word. You need to say, oh, no, 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 you liar. No, 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 it ain't going down like this. You see, this is what God's word says, and this is what I stand on. And I understand that when I neglect the desires of my flesh, you know, the world may, see, the, the world may think that I'm doing something dumb or that I'm starving myself. No, but I am feasting. I am feasting spiritually, amen? I am being renewed every single day, and God is filling me with everything that he knows that I need. Second Chronicles 7.14, I'll close here. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. That's God's word. That's God's word. God says, when you seek me with all your heart, when you seek me with all of your heart, then and only then will you see the supernatural healing that you see this nation in need of today. Many of you think that this nation is in need of a new president. It isn't a new president that's going to bring healing. It's God. God's going to bring healing. So what are we doing to bring that? 
Don't think like the world. Don't do it. That's the way the world thinks. You need the supernatural, miracle-working power that only comes from God. This world, the only way it's going to be repaired and restored is through God. And who has that power? Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. I need to look in the mirror. Because God has given us the power to do something about it. So while you're watching the news and you're saying, oh, there is no hope for America. Yes, there is. It's in your hands. It's in God's word. It's in your heart. You see, fasting is so key. Yes, we're doing a 21-day fast. You don't, you don't need to fast all 21 days. You do what God has put on your heart. Do what God has put on your heart. But you seek him with all of your heart. You seek him. And you cry out to him. And you don't rely on anything else to give you, to give you a satisfaction like God will give you. Amen? Because there is nothing that is going to give you what God can give you. Amen? And that's what we do as a church. And that's how we fight. Amen? As every head is bowed, every eye closed.